This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. There's an athlete at the Tokyo Olympics who could pull a clean sweep of every track race. He could win the 100-meter dash by seconds, the marathon by a full half hour. I'm talking about Setzerleg, the teenage female who might be the best athlete in the summer games. Setzerleg, what's the key to your success? Unfortunately, Setzerleg is not much of an interview. As you may have guessed, he is a horse. And even if he wins his event, he won't receive a gold medal. In American horse racing, the horses get all the fame. While you may not know the difference between a trifecta and an exacta, you probably know about Secretariat and American Pharaoh. Meanwhile, their jockeys are relatively anonymous. The Olympics get this backwards. The riders receive medals, they go down as Olympic champions, and the horses stand in the background as their riders climb the podium. They get tiny little ribbons to signify they won, but no medals. This is ludicrous. I talked to Boyd Barton, a member of Team USA, who rode Setzerleg to gold at the Pan American Games. Boyd, shouldn't your horse get a medal if you win in Tokyo? I think that's a freaking good idea. The rider gets all the glamour and the medal and the cheers and the accolade, but in our own world, some of these top horses are true celebrities. In America, with my horse, it's hard not to take him out to a competition where people are getting photos with them or people visit the farm and give him carrots and treats. So in their own little world, they are very well respected and well regarded. And if I'm lucky enough to win a medal, I think I'll be hanging around his head because I think he's the true champion in our partnership. It's beyond time to fix an egregious Olympic mistake. I will not rest until these horsies get the medals that they deserve. This is the Ringer Guide to the Summer Games. I'm your host, Roger Sherman. Today's sport of the day, equestrian. Equestrian stands out among Olympic sports in a few ways. It's the only sport where men and women compete equally. There's no men's equestrian or women's equestrian, just equestrian. It's the sport where competitors have the longest careers. Team USA's Philip Dutton won a bronze medal in Rio at 52 years old, and he'll ride again in Tokyo at age 57. And oh, yeah, it has animals. 
bull riding and dog sledding aren't in the Olympics. Neither is air budding. That's a game I invented that's like two on two basketball, but it has one human and one golden retriever per team in air budding. The rule book won't just forget to specify that dogs can't play basketball. It will mandate it. Check in your rule book, but you won't find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. Critically, Equestrian features a human and a very specific horse. Riders work with their horses for years, training them, building trust, molding a championship-level partnership. In another Olympic event, the modern pentathlon, competitors are randomly paired up with horses just minutes before the event. In Equestrian, though, riders fly their personal horses around the globe. The Tokyo Games prompted what's been billed as the largest equine airlift in history. Hundreds of horses were put into hay-filled stalls on special horse planes to rack up some serious frequent flyer miles. Any old horse could compete at the Olympics. There would be no need for horse planes. But the skill of these majestic steeds leads to gold. Britain's Charlotte Dujardin went five years without losing an equestrian dressage event riding a horse named Vallegro. That included two Olympic golds, multiple world championships, multiple world records, and she hasn't won a major event since Vallegro retired. Dressage is basically horse dancing and Vallegro is basically usher. If the rider was all that mattered in equestrian, Dujardin would still be dominating, but she isn't. That's because Vallegro is more than a horse. He's the dressage goat. I mean, he's, you know, he's a, he's a horse, not a goat. You, you know what I'm saying, right? Boyd and Setzerleg will compete in eventing, which is sort of a triathlon for horses. It includes dressage and show jumping and a speed-based cross-country event. Setzerleg isn't just athletic or just graceful. He does it all. The need sort of that elegance and that softness and beauty for the dressage. Then the next day, you've got to ask them to be brave and fearless and, and have immense stamina for the cross country where they jump all the cross country jumps. And then the third day, they've got to come out and, and then be careful and sharp and jump around the stadium when they're obviously tired from the first two phases. Boyd, who competes for Team USA in spite of the thick Australian accent, has been working with Setzerleg for years. He even calls Setzerleg by his barn name, Thomas. Honestly, it's kind of a terrible horse name, but you know what? Thomas is such an incredible horse, I'll allow it. Thomas is 14 or 15 years old, so he started out learning all this stuff when he was probably three or four years old. And first things first, you've got to show your horse try and give them a, an understanding of what the goal is. And it might be baby steps of just trotting over a little log in the field or walking through a puddle. And then as years go on, the, hopefully they gain confidence and understanding. And as time goes on with your training, they start saying, okay, I get it. When they, they see a fallen down tree that they, they say, okay, that's a jump. And it's my job to get from one side to the other. Boyd says that Thomas isn't the world's fastest or strongest horse but he says that Thomas is gritty and clutch. That's right. 
This man deeply believes that a horse can be clutch. Funny enough with Thomas, there's that other thing. He's probably not as talented and as special as some of the other horses we're competing against, but he's an absolute trial. He is, he's got so much heart. Every time you work with him every day, he just gives his best. And when we're competing, I've never felt an animal dig so deep for you. He shows you something at the big shows and the big competitions that you don't see at home in training. And I don't know if you call it the X factor or some special gift or, or that thing that you can't really put your finger on, but Thomas has got that. I know what you must be thinking. Horses aren't people. They don't know what clutch is. They don't know what the Olympics are. They don't care about recognition. They'd be happiest with some carrots and some hay. But listen to how Boyd talks about Thomas. When it's time to shine, this horse Thomas, he's just absolutely brilliant. When the going gets tough, you feel him pin his ears back and dig deep for you. And he's just an incredible athlete. It's really weird. He's sort of your best friend, your training partner, your, your teammate, and all these things in one. It's clear that in equestrian, the athletic greatness of the horses is more important than the greatness of the people who are riding them. These horses put their human teammates on their back. Literally, that's how horse riding works. If Thomas weren't so damn clutch, Boyd wouldn't be where he is. I'm tired of Thomas not getting his due. I am tired of the Olympics speciesist attitude. The time has come. Give these horses their damn medals. I'd like to thank our associate producers, Erica Cervantes and Lonnie Ronaldo, who literally made these episodes. Additional thanks go to Ben Glixman and Arjuna Ramgopal. I'd especially like to thank the Ringer's fact-checking team for making sure I didn't say anything wrong in these episodes. And I'd like to thank you for listening. <laughs>